everybody, welcome to another edition of We Run This. It's Chris. Nick is here. Nick, what's up, my man? Not much, dude. How about yourself? Nothing. Uh, I, you know, I always got to talk about your background. All I see is a fucking light switch. What's going on? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, Christy's back. Thank okay. God. And you're um, in a closet. Back. <laughs> and now I'm in a closet. I'm, uh, my, my freedom of living in a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath place, mm -hmm. I'm restricted to just this little 10 by 10 room now. So this is know, where I'm at. Do you know how I knew she was back? How do you, oh, the mustache is gone. <laughs> yes, your mustache is gone. So I knew she was back. First thing she said to me, I pick her up at the airport and she's like, dude, I am not fucking kissing you. Like shave that. And I demanded it. I was like, no, you're kissing me. And she was like, no, 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 no. I get back to the place, you know, back to the house. I basically like force her to kiss me. She's like, will you go shave that now? Like, please, like I'm back here. I don't want to look at you. You look like a fucking cowboy. Like get out of here. So it would have been hilarious if she like sent you into the bathroom at the uh, airport to make you shave. Yeah. Right. She's like, no, right now, bro. Like you have that as your carry on, like get rid of it. So yeah, it's been, it's been good kind of adjusting, but in a weird way, as a, as a weird segue, it's actually gotten good with like our routine now where I had so much freedom and I wasn't around a lot of people that I felt like I had so many hours in a day, but it was always kind of always focused on work. Like I would get in bike rides and occasional runs, but now I feel like we've got a good, good schedule that I'm like running a hell of a lot more, which is pretty cool. So um, I'm going to be glad to be back, like exploring around our neighborhood, getting in four to six mile runs. And um, yeah. Yeah. Have you been, have you been running a lot? Actually uh, I haven't been running as much, but I actually wrote an article about it today uh, on the website. Uh, I was, I was trying to break my own personal best for the mile. Cause we always do those nice. articles about, you know, this person did a mile like dribbling a basketball or blindfolded or some horse shit. And they're, their mile is way better than mine. So I was like, I'm just going to try to legit run my best mile. And then I looked back and my best mile was like six minutes. And Damn, so, bro. And so I'm like, I'm not going to beat that, but like, let me try. And then like, I didn't really like really think it out. And I ended up having to run at my gym. And like, as soon as I walked inside, I was like, Oh God, I got to wear a mask. And like, I didn't even think of that. So I like tried oh. it. It did not, go well at all but there was a lot of things that kind of like made it not go well I ended up running like an 8 30 or something like that which like isn't the worst but it's nowhere near six and then like I, I came to a realization that it was a whole bunch of things so I've been doing that a little bit more I've been trying to get out but uh the weather has not been my friend we're in the middle of a we're getting the remnants from Hurricane Zeta is that what it was I think Zeta yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's been raining since like I woke up this morning so I might kind of I'm 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 going to try and get in a couple miles before the weekend, maybe something on Sunday night, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, our weather's about to change here. You know, obviously time change always kind of throws a, a, a wrench in, in plans, but you know, we're still in the mid to high fifties, getting closer to 60. It's supposed to be nice over the next couple of days. So, you know, trying to sneak them in before everything goes dark and then trying to figure out how you adjust to that, you know, whether it's a, midday run you know during lunch or whatever so uh, i'll be interested to hear what what you're what you're doing as we kind of transition into that next phase because i i struggle with that man i always struggle with that yeah you might have to push me more well I'll, I'll tell you what uh part of the motivation is our guest today uh jaron lyles who is a trainer 
uh, he's a little bit of everything and he's a super inspiring guy. So uh, talking to him maybe kind of might kick me in the ass a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, I feel like he'll have some good stuff to say. Yeah. And it'll at least like make me pick up a weight or two. <laughs> yeah. You and me both, man. I'm, I'm, it's all legs, all quads and thighs. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of We Run This. I'm Chris Lomonati. With me, as always, is Nick Domingo. And uh, today, we once again have a special guest. Uh, with us is Jaron Lyles. And uh, Jaron, you're a trainer, you're a traveler, you're a little bit of everything. We're going to get into it all. But uh, before we kind of jumped on this podcast, we, we were talking, and uh, you were in Italy right before COVID broke out. And we were talking about what that was like. Well, first, first, I feel like I should mention that you're not shirtless. I thought you were shirtless at first. No. <laughs> I there, do, actually. There have been many Zoom calls where I accidentally got on not wearing much. I decided this was not going to be one of them. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm wearing yeah. Okay. So are we. <laughs> Thank God, so are we. <laughs> um, so yeah, so at the end of February, I went to Italy for my birthday. Now, it had just started to like peak in Northern Italy, which was where I was supposed to go. So I was going in Rome and then going up North, but I was in Rome and I decided I wasn't gonna go North and I was gonna pay attention to see whether or not the cases started making its way South. And even though it didn't, I was like, let me just play it safe because we don't really know what's happening yet. I spent half of my time in Rome and then I went to Amalfi, the Southern coast and spent most of it there. So we were pretty much like safe and we enjoyed it and everything. And, and we were allowed to fly back to America um, with no issues. I quarantined for my job and whatnot. But thankfully, I did get to go on this trip before everything got really crazy because clearly I haven't done gone anywhere or done anything really fun uh, for months now. And it's, uh, it sucks. <laughs> uh, question, uh, Nick and I always talk about like when we're, for us, it's kind of easy. I mean, we, do, we both do workout, but we run a lot. So finding places to run is easy. Uh, for a guy like you, who's a trainer who works out a lot, when you go someplace like this, is one of the first things you do, okay, where am I going to work out? That kind of stuff. It's, it's literally after I booked the whole, like even before <laughs> I booked the hotel, I looked for gyms in the area. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, like, I, I kind of, I try not to stress over it too much. Believe it or not, the thing that I look forward most to when I go on vacation is my morning runs because I will wake up in the morning and I'll use my runs to go and explore, you know, wherever it is that I go. So um, running is more important to me when I travel on vacation than uh, actually working out. But I do look up gyms, if there's maybe a CrossFit box somewhere. Um, I will definitely look up fitness whenever I go places, but at the end of the day, it's usually the running that I, I look the most forward to and take all my pictures for Instagram and things like that. Mm. Jaron, I love that because I, I always feel like when you run on vacation, 
it's the best way for you to see a city, right? I mean, you get to like navigate, you get lost, you get to take pictures and like that's in your own kind of zen and in your moment that you like don't share with anyone else outside of pictures or videos and you don't even know where you're at. You're like, I don't know how the hell I got here. Like just how and it's fun and you can't read any of the signs. So thankfully you have like Google maps on your phone or something, but yeah, it's like just getting lost and oh, what's here and oh, what's here. And like, next thing I know, it's like hour two hours and you know, but you don't feel tired because you're just, you're just loving it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. I do the same thing. I think it's the best way. And uh, you know, we, my buddy and I did it in Barcelona and I will give you, you know, you talked about not wearing a shirt. Make sure that if you go to Barcelona, you wear a shirt because my buddy was not. And he was told at the hotel when he came back that he could have had like a $150 fine. So uh, there's a little, little tip for you. Wear a shirt when you're running in Barcelona. Gotcha. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that's disappointing. I thought you were going to say wear a shirt because if you don't wear one, all the people are going to chase after you like, oh, <laughs> no, that's not it. It's because I'll get arrested. Yeah. I, dude, not even getting that's what he thought. He was like, I'm going to wear, you know, no shirt. I'll show it off to the beach, to all the girls and all this stuff. And he comes back and everyone's looking at him. <laughs> and he thought, oh, dude, people are checking me out. We get to the hotel and the concierge was like, uh, you know, you should have a shirt on. It's a $150 fine if you get caught by the cops for like separating beach from city, apparently. So uh, there's your tip for the day, dude. Thank you. Well, the picture I take for that yeah. one better be worth it. It would be worth a hundred exactly. dollars. <laughs> what uh, exactly, Jared? Where's the uh, worst country you've ever like tried to get a workout in? Like, is there anywhere you're just like, God, there's no gyms around here. There's nothing. That would be the Dominican Republic. Okay. Um, so I used to lead uh, fitness retreats. So um, it was like, it was a fitness retreat, but it was also a, a fundraiser for un underprivileged kids in the city that I went to. So we pretty much stayed at like a mom and pop hotel. Mm -hmm. And you know, obviously the runs were great because the, the hotel was right by the beach. But um, you know, we couldn't really go into like the neighborhood because again, it was really impoverished. Um, there was crime in that area. So we pretty much stayed on the hotel. And aside from my TRX, which could fit in my suitcase, I wasn't really able to get like any kind of workout in, but like, it's understandable. Like I'm not holding it against the country, but like that was the only time where I would say I traveled. And aside from running, the running was great, but like my fitness, suffered but also the food was amazing so that that also was like <laughs> i i hardly worked out i was eating all the rice and all the chicken and all the stuff and it was just like <laughs> on the flip side what's your favorite country your favorite spot to run when you're you know on vacation like what's just taking your breath away um so i've so as far as like nature is concerned i went to colombia uh, a couple of years ago. And um, that was amazing. Like we went to Cartagena, but we also went off into like this woodsy area called uh, Sorrento. And uh, the morning runs there were like really cool. And um, then as far as like more urban, I would say Paris. So I went to Paris for my birthday last year. And even though, you know, the weather in February, in, in February, March, is not amazing. 
uh, the architecture there is just surreal. And there's, is there something amazing about being in a place that you've only seen in your books, especially your history books when you were a child and you see, you know, the Eiffel Tower or the Louvre or whatever you want to call it. And then you're actually standing in front of it. You know, it's, um, Paris was, was probably like the best as far as like urban is concerned that and, and Italy, cause you know, I got to run around the Colosseum and, you know, got to run different um, ruins and, and architecture and stuff like that. So, so, so really serious question, how do we get your job? Because we've been on the phone for you uh, on this video for 10 minutes and you've mentioned traveling to Italy, Colombia, the DR and Paris. Bro, like, no, you have to understand something. The only reason why these trips are happening is because I bust my butt when I'm not working. I pretty much work seven, seven days a week. I'm filming, so I am a trainer on this um, new product called the Mira. The Mira is basically a, a mirror like you would have in your house, but um, it live streams fitness classes. So, um, and it's not like, it's like I have to work out and teach at the same time. And I can film like anywhere between two and four classes a day, um, back to back. The classes can be anywhere from 15 to 60 minutes. And um, I also train private clients. I teach uh, classes at Equinox. So I have a very, very full schedule. And so I'm generally forced to like take these vacations because I am working so much. Um, so, I mean, all the work that I'm doing has to pay off somehow. And so that's what the, the vacations are doing because I'm like killing myself otherwise. Here's a question I've been... Here's a question I've been wondering, because you mentioned it with the mirror thing. Um, a lot of the stuff we use now to work out is, so you're in a mirror, you're training with people that you don't know. They could be anywhere in the country. Right. A friend of mine has a Peloton, and she has, like, a favorite trainer. Mm -hmm. And she liked that trainer so much that she started, like, following on Instagram and stuff like that. Have you found people now notice you more or, like, recognize you more places? Because, like, hey, aren't you the mirror, dude? <laughs> it's, it's so funny because, like on like on certain days or nights where I'll have like a cheat day mm. and I'll like walk into like Krispy Kreme, uh, Krispy Kreme or my favorite bakery or something. And then I'll hear, it's Jaren from the mirror. <laughs> like when I'm about to eat the cookie, it's like, hey guys. So, um, I mean, yes, my, my, I guess my notoriety has picked up um, at the same time at the way we, the way the world is right now, it's not enough to necessarily have a skill. Mm -hmm. Like people want to know who you are. They want to know your personality. They want to know your values. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being a full individual and, you know, being able to grasp someone's personality ends up becoming part of the job. Now, before I went into fitness, I was a school teacher, right? So for the most part, I've already been conditioned and wired to be like, I guess, engaging and entertaining because I had to deal with six and seven year olds for hours at a time. Um, and then I think I'm just kind of nutty and open in general. So I think more than most people in my profession, I was ready for, you know, to have my life being scrutinized and do social media and things like that. And um, so it's a blessing, but the, the ironic thing is that at heart, I'm an introvert. So I generally have to make space to be alone and recharge and recenter myself so that when I am around people, I can be my best self. 
But um, yes, I definitely feel at this point in my life, I am a little more under a microscope than I used to be. And uh, it's good because I did more of my dirt before the internet became prevalent. So there's, uh, there's no, no, real, no real skeletons that are gonna come out of the closet uh, about you know, things that I used to do. Smart. <laughs> so talk to us about the mirror and the whole workout. I mean, what's it like to be by yourself? I mean, you know, when you're teaching a class, I've taught spin before, and you kind of feed off the energy of the people in the class. And, you know, when you feel like you're struggling or, or trying to push, you have to push yourself because you know you're leading them. So kind of talk about that a little bit when you're giving these classes through the mirror, because you don't have that energy. You don't have them right in front of you, right? So um, how do you find yourself kind of digging to push yourself when you have done three or four classes in a day and you're on that, that last class? So I think what has helped a lot is the fact that I tend to connect and engage with a lot of members on social media. So for example, you know, Mira has, you know, a Facebook group and an Instagram, but I also have a separate Instagram for myself and my specific Mira members and people that take my class. And so through that Instagram and through that Facebook group, you know, we're able to engage and talk a lot more. So now when I see their names on the screen, so I can see the, I can see who's in the class. I can't see them, but I can see the names of the people in the class. And so it's not just a Karen or a Kareen that's on the screen. It's like, oh, Karen with her kids, Elijah and Alina, you know, who loved, who loved to do the burpees with them when I'm announcing them in class. So even though they aren't there, because I know the people that are on the screen, it feels like I'm talking to friends. You know what I mean? So it helps make engaging them a lot better because it's not just talking to a screen. And then also at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, teaching to camera is hard. It's a lot like acting. You know what I mean? It's, it's for the most part, for a lot of people, it is acting. You have to be engaging, you know, in a situation where you're not feeding off of anyone. And so you either have to be a really good actor or you have to have, I guess what I'm saying that I have that, that, that understanding of what it is that you're doing the impact that you're having and the people that are turning in that should bring out the energy in you that supersedes what's actually around you. You mentioned Karen a couple of times. You got to watch out for those Karens, man. Well, no, well, this, Karen, this Karen, particular Karen I love. She's great. It's not like the other Karens. This Karen is awesome. <laughs> I feel I bad, feel for, the, bad I, I, for all the Karens in yeah, the world right there's now. There's some good Karens out there. I know some good it's Karens, like, but they're getting it. Worst name to have right now. <laughs> so, it's unfortunate. I think so. So Nick and I might have to worry about maybe Chris and Nick getting bad, but a Jaren, the fact that like Jaren turning like. For another Jaren to do something bad, you're pretty safe. Like, you're okay. <laughs> you're not going to wake up one day and be like, oh, God, a Jaren fucked up. I'm in trouble now. <laughs> no, I, I pretty much only know one, two, three Jarens on Earth. One, ironically, um, his mom used to work with my mom, and our birthdays are, like, days apart, and it's really weird. And then there is a – I was named after the director of a couple of 1970s uh, black sitcoms, uh, Good Times, and like the Jeffersons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That director was named Jaron Keith, and then there's a model that I know uh, named Jaron Taylor, and those are all the Jarons that I know, like in this life. You better keep them in check. 
Right. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I want to be the best Jared. Like, I want to be the one that everyone thinks of when they think of Jared. And so far, I think, I think I'm okay so far. Yeah, you're doing good so far. Darren Taylor, don't do anything stupid. You know, <laughs> this is from Government. I don't know. Stup stupidity gets me more views on social media, so that is true. You know. <laughs> true. True. Let's go. Let's go back to you. So you mentioned running a couple times as like the start of your exercise, and so I'm guessing it's pretty important. Did you gravitate towards running first? Was it lifting first? Like, where did you? Where did your whole fitness journey begin? So it's 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 well, my fitness journey is interesting because running is probably the last thing that I would have ever done. So I'll give you a brief backstory on me. The only reason why I got into fitness was because I needed a gym credit in high school to graduate my senior year. So I took weightlifting and I wasn't fat, but I started to like get slender and I gained abs and girls started to like me. And it was like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna keep working out. Um, but I ended up being like a meathead where I only did like upper body because that was the only part that I can see in the mirror, right? Um, so I did upper body, no cardio, no anything. And um, I was also eating really bad. And it got to the point where I had ballooned up to 210 pounds and I had nearly gotten diagnosed with diabetes. Um, I had become pre-diabetic and my doctor told me I need to change my diet and change my workout routine or else there would be a problem. Um, so I started eating better and I did start doing more cardio, right? But like cardio is in running on the treadmill in the gym, not like running, running, running. I started getting into actual running when I discovered obstacle course races. So I'm an avid Spartan, right? Like I did, I went to Hawaii uh, last year. I did the trifecta, which is when you run a half marathon, um, a nine mile and a four mile Spartan race in the same weekend. So like that is the extent of my running because like I, like running on its own, like monotonously, I struggle with. So breaking it down with, oh, I need to climb up a wall or crawl under barbed wire or carry a rock up a mountain. Um, that had a bit more of appeal to me. So that was when I first started to enjoy running. But then now, as I said, running has become therapeutic for me. So I'll get up, I'll go running, I'll listen to podcasts, a lot of good ideas for things I want to do tend to come through when I'm running. So like, I don't, I don't call myself a runner because sometimes I feel like that's not fair to like the real runners that are smart and, you know, run marathons and know what mid strike and heel strike and stuff like that means. Um, but running is definitely a part of my life. And I'll tell you something really funny. I am um, right now I'm looking for property, right? I'm looking to buy property here and I, ha I now have a nickname in the real estate agent community in this area. They call me the runner because <laughs> I normally will run from listing to listing um, in order to get my cardio in. So I'm like, oh, I'll go run to this place and that place and go meet the agents and stuff like that. So now they all call me the runner because I'm always running to go and look at properties. So are you basing your likeness or dislikeness for a, uh, a house because based off the running routes that are around. Cause I know Chris and I talked about this months ago where he was thinking about moving and he's like these routes, I don't know the route. Like I know the route around my current place, not this future place. So like, are you doing that? Well, they, well the areas, so I live in the area that I'm looking for now. So I'm, I'm pretty much familiar with uh, most of the area. So 
um, the running ability is the the runability. I don't even know if that's a word. The runability mm -hmm. of the environment is not playing a role um, mm -hmm. because again, it's not so much about the scenery itself as much as it is about me losing myself in the run and in my head and with that with whatever's going on. Do you you said you listen to podcasts and stuff? Um, do you tend to zone out? Like, are you thinking about other things? Are you actually listening to something? Like, no, I'm listening could, to it. So it's uh, if, could if you I'm, go without? Could could you go without? Could I? Yes. Okay. So like, if I'm listening to a podcast, like that is the purpose of the run to listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. so, I, so it's not like white noise in my ear. Mm -hmm. Like when I put music on, the music is the white noise. But mm -hmm. when I'm um, pulling on a podcast, normally running is the best time for me to absorb what's being said on it. Because if I'm home, then I'm distracted by, oh, what's on Netflix? Or, you know, I get tempted to work or something else. So running is when I'm able to most, you know, escape from everything else. And so I find that interesting. So you're actually doing the opposite of what most people do. Like I, and Nick and I have to run. Well, Nick doesn't, Nick, you don't listen to stuff. I forget. Do you? I don't remember. Sometimes I, I sometimes I go stag without right. any music. But so I'm going out for a run and I'm going to listen to things, whereas you have things you want to do and you choose to then run doing yes. that. <laughs> that's, yes. that's different than most people do it. Yes. <laughs> well, because again, like most of my, like I, like, like I said, I don't necessarily run for fitness unless I know that I'm training for an event. Mm -hmm. And the way I see it, like having these responsibilities and these things that I want to do, um, serve as the means to motivate me to run. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. like the, it's, it's the, the added benefit of getting these responsibilities done that I'm getting my run in as well. Got it. And how often are you running per week right now? I mean, like actual, like three mile kind of runs. Yeah. So what I've, what I've tried to do and um, my work schedule has made this inconsistent. But generally when I'm training for a Spartan race, which again is between like 13 and um, 16 miles. So I will train, I will run three times a week and I'll do the general split where it's like short distance, middle distance. And then on the weekends when I have time, that's when I'll do my longer run, which is generally, which now has become when I'm looking at properties, because I will run, you know, three miles to get to one listing and one mile to get to another one. And then two miles, or if I'm not looking at property, then I'll run, you know, my seven, eight miles. But right now, when I'm able to run consistently, it's three times a week, short distance, middle distance, and a longer run on the weekends. Uh, nice. And then, so with the time change coming up, I'm, I'm always interested, like I'm trying to sneak in runs, obviously with it coming on, on Saturday, um, you know, we're obviously gonna pull back the clock. So I'm trying to sneak in runs, and there's this sort of like anxiety, right? Like I know when it gets dark, I know that I can do four to four and a half miles in about 30 minutes. And there's like a, a point around mile two where I'm just like, now I need to book it. Like if I'm tired, like I need to make sure I get back before I, it's dark. How do you kind of focus on that and, and kind of put on blinders where you're like, I don't, I don't have the anxiety. The running is supposed to calm me down you know, get me out of my own head. Like what, what tips do you have for people who A, might struggle like I am out on a run, but B, may struggle to even get out on a run because it's fall and it's colder and it's darker out. 
Um, well, number one, one of the things that I've had to learn is that there's, there's, there's a certain threshold that once you pass it, I don't want to say running gets easier, but it does. It's like your, the, the system, your, your aerobic system kicks in where all the cylinders are firing and you're just kind of able to go. So for me, when I can get up to mile four, then I feel like my body's in the rhythm where then I can run, you know, five, six, seven, eight miles and, you know, I'll be comfortable. So I think for a lot of people, they, you need to understand that once you start to get tired, you got to push yourself a little bit more because your body is eventually going to adapt and you're going to develop that endurance where you are going to be able to push yourself a little bit more. So I, I like to think about the analogy that Muhammad Ali says is that, when he's working out, as soon as it starts to hurt, that's when the workout starts. So it's helpful for runners to think about it that way. When you start to really get tired, number one, that's when you have to start pushing yourself a little bit more and let the strength come from up here and your body will eventually follow. That's number one. Number two, as far as like it being dark is concerned, you know, uh, I mean, part of it is going to depend on where you live. I mean, I would be concerned about the dark also if I was in a neighborhood where I, you know, where something could happen. So, I mean, if you're talking about waking up early in the morning to run, um, I don't know. I would, I would recommend that you find peace in it because it's dark. There's likely not any cars um, that are moving around. So if anything, there's a sense of freedom and owning the world that I would, I would recommend taking that mentality when you're out and about. Because first of all, give yourself credit for thinking to use this extra hour to wake up and improve yourself as opposed to other people that are using that extra hour to sleep, right? And just, just a quick segue, because I'm working with Muscle Milk right now, for example, and we are uh, putting together an event called the Muscle Milk Power Hour, which is where on Sunday, um, I'm gonna be leading, myself and a couple of other trainers are gonna be leading a, a strength and a strength or hit workout. So instead of using your extra hour to do some other stuff, we believe that you should use that extra hour to maximize your potential, your potential to like own your strength and to basically to work out. And of course, after you work out, we want you to, you know, drink our shakes for like recovery and whatnot. And, um, you know, just basically use the extra time that you have to improve your health and your lifestyle. So like just the fact that they're willing to wake up and do that, like I say, take pride in that and don't let the the darkness you know bother you so long as you can run safely one of the uh workouts or maybe most of the workouts that you're going to be doing on that day are uh hit workouts yes um explain to people who might not know exactly what a hit workout is and how this can be beneficial to runners or anybody in general okay so two things so hit is an acronym h-i-i-t it's an acronym for high intensity interval training so it's essentially a type of workout where um, you're working in intervals of like giving maximum effort, um, getting your heart rate up uh, to its highest potential, doing things, you know, like burpees or like if you're running, like doing sprints and then like letting your heart rate come down. So the, the spiking and the lowering of your heart rate elicits a, a metabolic response that um, initiates fat burning. 
uh, properties in your body. So a lot of people that are trying to lose weight, that are trying to burn fat, um, HIIT training and cross training in general is uh, one of the ways to go about it. And I think as a, as a runner, like when you're running, you want to be able to accelerate if you need to and to decelerate. And so anytime you can train your body for power and explosivity and dynamic movement, that's going to translate as a runner when your body is conditioned to not just give maximum effort, but when your heart is strong enough to exert maximum effort without needing to pump so much when, you're, when your heart rate, um, I forgot the term, but like when your active heart rate is like low, but you're exerting a lot of effort, that's a sign of really, really good conditioning. Right, so like Lance Armstrong, for example, is a cyclist. You know, he can ride for days, but his heart beat, his heart rate, from what I heard, was like sixty to seventy beats a minute because his heart is just so strong and efficient in like pumping, uh, pumping blood throughout. Now, don't quote me; I could be wrong on that. I read that on Google somewhere. It's okay. But um, <laughs> as a runner, it is important to do different types of training, cross training, um, just to strengthen your muscles, improve your uh, muscle and bone density, and to help keep you from uh, being injured uh, later down the line as well. So, speaking of injury, you know how what what are your tips for avoiding injury? You know whether it's it's stretching before after a run, um, you know getting one of those like fair body kind of massagers. Like what what's your tip or, or secret to avoiding injury? So I will say one of one of the first things that I'll say is that getting a, getting a massage gun changed my life. 100% changed my life. I, I sleep with my, I sleep with my massage gun at my bed and I'm going to just call the company out because they're amazing. Not because they sponsor me, but Hyperice, I have their Hypervault. And when I wake up in the mornings, I will use it particularly on my calves because I find my calves are like really tight. Uh, before I run, I use it. After I run, I'll use it as well after I film. Um, so myofascial my release, um, when you're releasing the tension in your muscles, especially for runners, because the reason why a lot of runners tend to get knee pain is because um, the repetitive motion of running causes knots to build up in your muscle fibers. And those knots, in turn, pull on the joints of your knee uh, pull on your knee, which is why a lot of runners and people tend to have knee pain and IT band issues. So using uh, massage guns and foam rolling is super, super helpful um, to help you to be able to run. Um, number two, you know, like depending on whatever your training regimen is, just make sure that you're giving yourself time to rest. Okay, like I said, you want to run some days, but you also want to do uh, different types of cross training because not just because it'll make you a better runner, but just because it'll help you to remain a fit individual overall. Um, because you don't want to have, I don't want to get into the weeds here, um, but you know, cross training will make you a better runner and just a fit person overall. So myofascial release with massage uh, guns and foam rolling, rest and recovery, um, taking you know, warm and cold baths and uh, stretching, as you said, uh, pretty much just making sure that you're you're doing the things to recover because we live in a culture in a time where it's like your workouts have to kill you. You know what I mean? Like I need to die and get sweaty and feel like I'm sore. You know, I want to puke at the finish line after my run. Mm -hmm. It's like 
all that stuff is like well and good, but then when you get injured and you can't do what you love, you begin to appreciate being able to do it. And then you'll take the steps to make sure that you can do it, right? And so all the recovery that you can get and um, using the tools that are at our disposal, I think will help, will be helpful for a lot of people to be able to run pain-free for a long time. Speaking of that, I've been uh, meaning to ask, uh, right behind you is a giant squat rack. Did you have that <laughs> prior to COVID or was that a COVID? No, absolutely not. So, <laughs> um, so basically I have a, I have a, abnormously and irresponsibly large three-bedroom apartment, okay. right? And I get joked on about it all the time because I'm never home. I wake up at 5.30, I get home at 10 at night. So it's like, why am I paying for this ridiculously, ridiculously expensive apartment that I don't get to enjoy? Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit. And <laughs> now it's like, I turned, so I turned this into a gym, right? Jesus. So the weights, Wait, it gets worse. So back, right? You see the rower, uh -huh. right? I have a airdyne, like, and you see it's rubber flooring. I'm sitting on top of a box. Uh -huh. This is a bench. Like, I basically and there's weights and there's more stuff in the closet. I basically uh -huh. turned this room into an equinox. And the other bedroom that I have, I turned into a film studio because when when COVID shut down New York City, we had to film. Um, our mirror classes here at home. So rather than putting all the camera stuff in my living room and my living room be a mess, I turned my third bedroom into a filming studio complete with the backdrop and black flooring and the camera and the lights. I took the lights from the filming studio and, and like, so this apartment has been God sent since <laughs> COVID hit. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny because- I love the hustle, dude. I love the hustle that you're making it work. Hey man, I don't know how much money I spent in this room, but like it was worth it because there were no weights or anything to be found once this hit. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, but like no stores were selling yeah. anything. So I was just like, give it all to me now. <laughs> it's kind of funny too, because some people like I didn't like I mean, I liked going to the gym. I was okay with it. But some days I'd always be like, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. But then when I was forced to move the gym into my house, I was kind of like, oh, God, I wish I could go to the gym because I was working out so much in my house. So how would you, if this does, I mean, God forbid, if we do end up going into shutdown again, how would you suggest people, like, how do you sit in your living room and then get into gym mode and the gym is also in your living room? Right. So, I mean, everybody's, everybody's abil um, ways to motivate themselves are different. So as a fitness professional, I just, I just have the added burden of my look and my fitness being a necessity for my career. Mm -hmm. So whereas I encourage other people to not stress themselves out and to, you know, work hard and play hard, I don't give myself that luxury because my career depends on it. And so I think that that responsibility just kind of motivates me to have to work out. But then also at the same time, one of the things that I do for myself is I will post videos of my workout or I will go on like Instagram live. And knowing that people are looking at me, 
uh, creates a certain level of accountability because I don't want people to be like, oh, look at Jared, dying <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> I saw him eating a donut this past weekend. Look at him now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, you know, there, you know, there are certain strategies that people just have to do to, if, if you know yourself, you just got to figure out what it is that you can do. So for example, I know people that need to work out with friends. So they can get a friend to come over to their place where they can FaceTime their friends in their apartment and do it. Or if you can find, you know, a connected fitness product like the mirror, right? You know, get a mirror and that'll, you know, kind of help you to be motivated to um, work out and stuff like that. Like you just, you just have to know yourself and, and figure out what, what will, you know, kind of get your butt moving. And that's, that's really all it is. Love it. Jaron, really appreciate it. Like I could talk to you all day. I think you've got such crazy insight and, and experiences. Um, but, you know, tell us where we can find more of you, where we can connect with you, kind of stay in touch. So awesome. So um, if you guys are getting this before uh, November 1st, please join me for uh, Muscle Milk's Power Hour. So at one o'clock, you can log into uh, my Instagram live, my Instagram is at Jaren Lyles, G-E-R-R-E-N-L-I-L-E-S. So join me for our power hour workout, hashtag own your strength, hashtag muscle milk power hour. You can also find me on the mirror. So if you go to www.mirror.co, C-O, um, you can, you know, get the mirror, uh, myself and the other trainers, I feel like this is a product that is disrupting the fitness industry. And like you said, is eliminating excuses for people to work out. And more importantly, it's a way for people to work out with a sense of community because you can see other people that are logged in. I'm logged in so I can talk to you while you're working out. And we have a very uh, vibrant fitness. Uh, we have a very vibrant online community where we motivate and inspire each other. And that's, that's, that's essentially it. But definitely my Instagram at Jaron Lyles. And you can learn more about me in general um, at jaronlyles.co. C-O. Apparently C-O is the new thing now. It's like no more calm. It's yes. Calm. Yeah, now calm. Too, too many letters to press of calm. People can only put in code. Right. You know who got, who has time to type in M? Yeah, no, really? no one's got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. But before, yeah, nope. <laughs> before we let you go, uh, one last question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, you mentioned you're, uh, you're messing around with donuts. What's the go-to donut? Oh, it's, oh, no, 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 no. So, I mean, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call donuts my thing. So yeah. my obsession is with this uh, company called Levain Bakery. Like, I'm a fitness professional, but I talk about this bakery so much that they've made me practically an ambassador for them. Okay. They have cookies that are literally this big. Mm -hmm. Like literally they are this big. Mm -hmm. They are the sweetest, gooeyest, juiciest thing mm -hmm. ever. And they are so good that I will literally not teach classes at gyms where it is within walking distance. <laughs> I will have two and three cookies in a sitting so like donuts, I'll have donuts with friends, but my problem is Levain Bakery. <laughs> so that, that's my obsession. And I, I try to avoid that until after like a photo shoot or something when I want to celebrate and eat all things. How many cheat days do you allow yourself? 
I mean, probably, probably once a week. I mean, I don't know if I would call it a cheat day, but like on weekends when I'm like hanging out, you know, I'll, you know, I'll either have a drink or two or I'll allow myself to like have dessert. But um, I mean, I don't, it's, 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 I can't, I can't let cheat days be a part of my life that much. Cause again, my job demands that I, you know, live my life a certain way. And I accept that. It's like, you know, doctors work long hours and you accept that as being part of your life um, because of the status and the money that it affords you. It's a sacrifice that comes with it. So I love what I do. I love my impact. I love um, the people that I work with. And, but in order to be successful at my job, I understand that I have to, you know, have a certain level of, of discipline and that includes with my diet. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Well, Jaron, thanks, man. Jaron. Go ahead, Nick. I'll let you do the, I'll let you do the, uh, the honor. <laughs> I was going to say, Jaron, Jaron, thanks so much, man. Definitely appreciate it. We'll have to get you back on at some point, you know, once, once the power hour goes through with uh, muscle milk. And, uh, you know, get you back on in the spring sometime to tell us some of the uh, races and stuff you're doing. Oh, absolutely. I'd love that, guys. Right, awesome. Man. Thanks, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank talk you. to you soon. And that brings another episode of We Run This to a Close. Nick and I want to thank everybody for listening. If you love the podcast, please share it with friends or leave a review on iTunes. And remember to follow Nick and I on social media. He's at It's Nick Domingo, and I'm at Chris Luminati on Twitter. Or follow us both on Instagram at we run this underscore pod. Until next time, see everybody out there.